There have been some recent developments and lawsuits challenging the Biden ATF's reclassification of firearm parts as firearms, as well as the ATF's crackdown on law-abiding pistol brace owners. These cases are currently going through the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, and for some, the Supreme Court has even gotten involved. The Second Amendment Foundation, or SAF, demonstrated painstaking diligence in fighting these issues and have had a strong hand in the progress being made. Not only that, the SAF has also been in court fighting numerous unconstitutional state laws, such as assault weapons bans and magazine capacity limits. So we had a chat with the SAF Executive Director, Adam Kraut, to get a closer look at the impact this organization is having on protecting our constitutionally protected rights and where America stands on these issues overall. And this week's 2A for Today Modern Militiaman is a homeowner who neutralized an unwelcome intruder. The suspect forced his way into the home, assaulted a guest, and threatened our modern militiaman's whole entire family. So he shot the intruder in the knee. <laughs> the homeowner quickly disabled the suspect, and as a result, no one in the home sustained serious injuries. And though the intruder tried to barricade himself inside a vehicle after the altercation, Authorities caught and apprehended the home violator. You are under arrest. Welcome to 2A for Today, a program where we explore all things that protect, threaten, and violate the God-given and Second Amendment protected rights of all Americans. I'm Zoe Warren. This year, we covered the most recent round of unconstitutional reach arounds that Biden's rogue ATF have been trying to force on the American people. The lawless always disregard, pervert, or try to skirt the rule of law and the separation of powers. One such reach around that's caused ample concern among the 2A community is the reclassification of firearm parts as firearms and changing the definition of firearm to include unfinished pistols that only would require a small amount of time and effort to complete. Another of their legal tyrannies is the regulation that reclassifies the tools known as pistol braces, which help disabled gun owners safely operate firearms. In January, the ATF issued a rule called Factoring Criteria for Firearms with Attached Stabilizing Braces, and it basically requires gun owners to register pistols with stabilizing braces as short barrel rifles so the ATF can slap it with a $200 tax. Immediately, lawmakers and advocates like the NRA and Second Amendment Foundation began fighting against the- She said, no ear can hear, no tongue can taste, no heart can understand, the joy. The progressive Puritans syntax which is also a precursor to a national firearms registry. SAF has intervened in a lawsuit that challenges the government's attempt to classify unfinished firearm frames and receivers as firearms. The district court found the Biden administration's new firearm definition to be in violation of the 1946 Administrative Procedures Act. So they vacated the entire rule, lock, stock, and barrel. Now that particular case is really gonna do Senator Mike Lee a few favors in getting his act passed, which is the regulations of the Executive in Need of Scrutiny Act that he and Senator Paul have put in play. That decision by that federal district court was upheld by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. The defendants, who are Attorney General Merrick Garland, United States Department of Justice ATF Director Stephen Dettelbach, and the ATF itself, weren't happy. 
So they went to the Supreme Court, who reinstated the ATF rule pending the outcome of the case. Now, now that it's back in the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, they remanded it back down to the Federal District Court to strike only the parts of the rule being challenged by the plaintiffs. The incomplete frame stuff and receivers and the ATF's proposed definition of firearm, including weapons parts kits. So the ATF regulation remains in place until one of two actions occurs, according to SAF Executive Director Adam Kraut. The first action will be for someone on either side of the case to issue a petition for certiorari, which requests the higher court to review the lower court's decision. On August 3rd of this year, SAF filed an opposition brief with the U.S. Supreme Court, which stated that while no stay should occur, the high court should grant certiorari so the lower court may deem the new definition to be illegal. So what's next in this case? Kraut's prediction is that the Fifth Circuit rules in our favor, just given the makeup of the court and all the other decisions they've issued. And in that case, if the Fifth Circuit court is denying a petition of certiorari, it's likely to be a petition from the government. And that's good news for us. Now for the pistol brace rule. SAF was ahead of the game since they filed a lawsuit back in 2021 before the ATF's final rule establishing pistol braces as short barrel rifles was signed by Attorney General Merrick Garland. After the final rule was signed, Kraut says that the SAF then amended their case and they are now joined by fellow plaintiffs Rainier Arms, LLC, and two private citizens, Samuel Wally and William Green. On August 3rd, there was a two-to-one ruling by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals that the Biden administration's final rule on pistol braces is likely illegal because the government violated the Administrative Procedures Act by adopting the rule without meaningful opportunity for public comment. The case is still in the Fifth Circuit Court, but Kraut has faith in the process moving forward. That's not the only litigation that the SAF is working on. Kraut says SAF has about 50 active cases at the moment, and we've been involved in over 250 lawsuits, either as an amicus, a party, or funding the case where it wasn't appropriate for us to be a party. SAF's active cases relating to state gun laws include a lawsuit challenging Connecticut's ban on so-called assault weapons, Washington State's ban on so-called large-capacity magazine, an Illinois case questioning the constitutionality of the Firearms Owner Identification Card, the FOID, requirement, and a federal challenge of Maryland's expanded Sensitive Places Law. Regarding the numerous assault weapons bans that are being implemented across the country, Kraut says that all these laws use an unfounded definition, it's arbitrary, for assault weapon. The common characteristics of these states say define an assault weapon are, according to Kraut, a semi-automatic centerfire rifle that has a detachable magazine, then has one of these features, and the feature is usually being a pistol grip, a flash hider, uh, sometimes a threaded barrel, stuff like that, that doesn't inherently change the firearm's function, has nothing to do with the caliber, has nothing to do with rate of fire. Kraut also shed some light for us on Maryland's extensive sensitive places law. Language at the beginning of our brief in that case basically said that New Jersey's legislature passed the sensitive places ban based on the idea that now because carry permits were more readily accessible to the general public, there will be more guns in public, which is not a basis at all. Kraut said there's no historical analogs to determine these places to be of a sensitive nature. Many of these states' Second Amendment restrictions don't pass the test laid out by the Bruin decision which basically reinforced the Heller decision, which held that the Second Amendment is the right of the individual, not the government. And the, the government doesn't have the right to infringe on these constitutionally protected rights of law-abiding citizens in the name of public safety. SAF is also co-hosting the 38th Annual Gun Rights Policy Conference, which will be held September 22nd through the 24th in Phoenix, Arizona. 
Kraut says that there will be over 70 speakers in attendance, which will include attorneys from both inside and outside of SAF and firearms-friendly media outlets. After the speaker portion of the conference, there will be opportunities for networking and discussion. SAF was founded in 1974 by founder and executive president Alan Gottlieb. SAF was the plaintiff in the infamous 2010 Supreme Court case, McDonald versus City of Chicago, where the high court found that the right of an individual to keep and bear arms as protected under the Second Amendment is incorporated by the 14th Amendment and is thereby enforceable against the states. Kraut refers to McDonald as the second major Second Amendment case where Second Amendment jurisprudence comes from. Now, as the host of 2A for today, I don't agree with the incorporation doctrine. Our states have constitutions. We didn't give authority to the federal government to make decisions that we did not enumerate them power to make. However, the 80-20 rule here is more like 98-2. <laughs> so honor where honors due. Hat tip to SAF, who've been consistent with their fight to preserve our God-given and Second Amendment protected rights and liberties. Thank you for being one step ahead, paying attention, and serving our community so effectively. In the words of Executive Director Adam Kraut, if we're bringing a case, we're in it for the long haul. Thank you for your service. And now, our 2A for today, Modern Militiamen Spotlight. Details haven't been released about why this intruder chose to force his way into this Louisiana mobile home in the early hours of August 9th in a town right outside of Baton Rouge. Oh, oh, oh. The perp was reported to have attacked a guest and threatened to do the same or worse to our Modern Militiamen's family. So, our modern militiaman kneecapped him. Anybody else want to limp? One shot got the job done, and Limpy McLimpkins hobbled for cover. Boogie dad, boogie dad. And in the process, don't look at the. Decided to strip off all of his clothes. And he ain't wearing no clothes. Oh, yes, they call him the street. Break through the window of a vehicle and barricade himself inside. Police arrived at the scene and arrested him. The suspect was treated for his injuries, which were not critical. No one that was in the home that day suffered injuries requiring medical attention. The homeowner had the forethought to be armed and was obviously well-trained and prepared for this type of situation. I mean, Louisiana is a gun-friendly state <laughs> where open carry is permitted for anyone over the age of 18 who can lawfully carry a firearm. So the perp in this case must be a lunatic. I mean, not only did he take all his clothes off, but Louisiana homeowners are armed. Like you should have known that if you fool around, you're gonna find out. Say hello to my little friend! Now, even though the 23-year-old fool was digging his own grave, our 2A for today modern militiaman gave him a second chance on life. Hopefully, the young guy will learn to keep his shirt on next time. That concludes our program. You've been watching 2A for today. My name is Zoe. Post your comments or questions, and we'll try to address as many as we can, as fast as we can, in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for watching 2A for today. Remember when the only uncertainty in news was the weather forecast? Now, our world is clouded by half-truths, misdirection, and gaslighting. The deluge of lies from leftist activists posing as journalists is unrelenting. At The New American, we hold fast to the timeless truths of our founders. Sanctuary in the storm. Visit thenewamerican.com today and get 25% off your subscription.